Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colts Cast. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts Cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. Woo! What's up, man? What is up? NFL football is officially back. Colts football is days away. We're recording on Thursday night, so we're less than three days away. Of course, we have the Rams and the Bills tonight, so we'll be we'll be watching that. We're about an hour away from that till kickoff. But the biggest thing here, Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans at 1 o'clock Eastern in NRG Stadium. Seven and a half point favorites currently going into their house. Jamal, how we feeling? Like a million bucks. Like it's that time, Eric. We got to, I mean, seven and a half. I think we have the biggest spread of any team um, for this upcoming week. So it's our time to shine. We we got, we got to step on the field from the moment we get off the bus and we get on the field for warm-ups. It's game time. So let's just get it popping, Jamal. So I What's guess up? you think we're about to win the first game of the season. What's up? Who you got? Hey, man, this is a hard, hard one. Lay out my <laughs> options. Yo, Texans? I mean, statistically speaking, we we beat them all the time. But statistically speaking, the past eight years, we started off 0-1. And, you know, history repeats itself. Numbers don't lie. Odds are against us. But that don't matter. We got this win. We're getting a win easy this week. A very easy win for us this week. That's why I like to hear good answer. I mean, we usually dominate the Texans, right? Oh, yeah. But since we have that week one losing streak looming over our heads, things are a little eerie for Colts Nation. Look, I think we're either going to beat the brakes off of them or it's going to be a scary quarter-for-quarter quarter game. <laughs> we're going to start trading points and things like that. I'm leaning the former, but we'll see. You know, We have to set the tone early in the season. But you know I'm going to take the Colts. They've been dominating the Texans you know, just for so long, like last year. We we absolutely killed them in every mm-hmm. game. So I, I think the losing streak ends and we start out the season one and oh. Yes. So speaking of which, starting off one and oh, and you think we'll come out and win the game, who are you looking to shine or who do you think is gonna shine on offense this week? Mm. I've already stated on Twitter that the best running back in the league averages 6.2 yards per carry against the Texans in his career. Y'all know who that is. That's my boy, Jonathan Taylor. JT. JT protector of realms. Breaker of chance. <laughs> Getting them Game of Thrones in there. First yeah. of his name, boy. Yeah, What's first up? First of his name. That's Yeah, that's not a mistake. 6.2 yards per carry. That is an insane I mean, we're talking. <laughs> I mean, they could just run the ball the entire game, control the time possession, and we would win. Look, in four games, he's averaging the Hall of Fame numbers against his team. So you know JT's going to dominate. The best thing about what JT and this elite run blocking is going to do this game is we're going to run to set up the pass. Mm. Instead of Mr. Hero Ball under center, we're going to have an experienced, accurate, methodical passer. I really don't expect Matty Ice to be pushing it down the field or be doing any flashy throws out the pocket after escaping pressure, but on the cuss of getting tackled by an edge rusher, you know, things like that, hitting MPJ 25 yards down the field while he's going down. I don't, I don't expect the Mahomes magic-esque things, but the Colts, I think 
I don't want to call us a boring offense, but I think they're going to play it slow and steady because that's how we're going to win the race. I think that's how we're going to be this uh, this season with our offense. So the explosiveness and excitement you might see is with Jonathan Taylor with his 50-yard rush, you know, just just boom through the through the B gap, through the A gap. But that that's what I think. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I hope we can add some, you know, spiciness to our offense, but that's that's how I see the Colts just breaking it down. I think you know, like I said, Matty Ice is going to be a completely different ba- passer than Carson Wentz. So I just don't think we'll have all the jazzy, glittery offense that's going to be in the ESPN top 10 plays every week. So what do you think, Jamal? Yep, I, I agree with everything you just said. I, I'm going I'm to I'm work backwards and kind of round out with what you first talked about. So going back to what you were just talking about, the uh, basically time of possession in our bland vanilla offense. I do agree. It is not a very action-packed offense, except for when JT is toting the rock. But besides that, it's very much on the straight and narrow. We're just going to run the clock down and drive downfield. And, you know, speaking of which, well, last year we were fourth uh, for time of possession, averaged 31 minutes and 54 seconds. So only people above us, Green Bay, we saw how they did Tennessee, in Baltimore. So, needless to say, we definitely hold on to the ball as long as we can. Frank Wright is not in the business of trying to get a quick, you know, four or five yard drive, 80 yard drive where you hit somebody for a 50 yard catch out of nowhere. He's definitely more of the slowly but surely let's march down the field and take eight or nine minutes off the clock. I swear last year was like watching some of our drives. It took almost an entire quarter <laughs> to watch one drive. So it's it's a lot to deal with. Um, so I'm really excited to see JT on the field. When I think of who is going to shine on offense, it is going to be JT. Every stat you just gave is great. I, I fully agree with it. But if I were to ask myself, who do I want to shine versus who will shine? I want Matt Ryan to come out and shine. I want to see that he is everything that, we think he is and everything that they've been preaching about during every non-practice, you know, or every meeting they talked about. I want to see this field general. I want to see him on the field doing what he does best. So I fully anticipate JT to be that guy, but I'm wanting to see if Matt Ryan can hold up his end of the bargain. And I think he will. I, I don't want to take anything away from Matt Ryan and the other players on this, on this offense. Because, I mean, it's the lowly Texans. I think when I said run to set up the pass, this is where Matt Ryan and the receivers are going to shine. Our offensive line is going to be impressive in pass blocking. I think Matt Ryan will be able to pick off the secondary. Uh, They were one of the worst in the NFL. PFF also ranked them as the worst in the NFL. You know, they did just pick up Derek Stingley Jr., though, out of LSU. And he's going to have his first test in the NFL. He's probably going to be shadowing Michael Pittman. So he's going to have a pretty tough test on his hands. But it'll be interesting to see how well he plays. Because that's probably going to be an X factor in the game. But you all know. He ain't ready for that work. He needs to be going against somebody else. Because Michael Pittman is going to give him that work. But other than Stingley Jr., I mean, this secondary is a mess. So I, mean, I I think we just have a recipe for success like we've always had. We got Jonathan Taylor's success against this weak rush defense. We got Matt Ryan and the new Colts offense against the Texans' weak secondary. I I it just it it looks amazing. Man, well put. 
Well put. So then while we're talking about Mays, let's go ahead and switch it over to the defensive side. Who do you think is going to shine on defense? Yeah, I haven't even talked about the defense, but <laughs> Jamal, how many points did the Texans score against the Colts in the two games last year? Uh, well, as I look, let's see, game one, December the 5th, uh, or I should say the second game, is, uh, December 5th, 2021. Oh, zero. There you go. What about the game before zero. that? Mm. October 17th, 2021. Oh, three. So three total <laughs> points over two games. Yikes. Three whole points in two games, so one and a half points a game. So I don't know what Matt Eberflus <laughs> and Frank Wright knew what to do, but they were killing it on the mm-hmm. defensive side, the play calling side. They shut them down. And I went back and watched the film on parts of that game. You know, David Mills, he kind of sucks under pressure. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I saw one play, third and 10. We sent six to rush Mills. And the line was uh, collapsing pretty quickly. And he panicked <laughs> and, and threw the ball out. But it was intentional grounding. He was still in the tackle box. He didn't throw it to a receiver. I mean, <laughs> that's a loss of doubt. I mean, that that that's crazy. I mean, we only sent six. I thought that was really good. Really good pressure. So let's keep pressuring the Texans on these passing downs and make Davis Mill make the play that we know he can't do. He ain't ready yet. Hopefully, Gus Bradley is creative with his blitzes, even though he's not a big fan of it. You know, we saw last year one of the lowest blitz rates for the Raiders. We'll see what happens, Jamal. Yep. And speaking of Davis Mills, the defense rushing six at a time and Gus all on the same breath. Yannick, that's who. That's why I know he's going to shine. Roundabout way force. He is familiar. He has been with Gus since Jacksonville. When he was a rookie, he knows this defense inside and out. This guy averages eight sacks a season. I just feel like he's about to come out at that LEO position and ball out for us game one. I agree. I And I guess I didn't state who I think will shine. I think I think it'll be the defensive line. And mm-hmm. Yannick is part of that, so we'll see what happens. Jamal, but let's play, let's play the other side of the fence. You know, is there anyone on the Texans we should be worried about? Davis Mills. Really? Uh, now, nah, I, I don't know. Talk I, you to know, him. Talk to him. <laughs> this guy, you know, like you said, he had, he had a bad game, a terrible game against us uh, last year. Both of them didn't look good. But you got to think that with this, you got to build confidence. Obviously, there was a bunch of controversy going on the Texans last year with everything Deshaun Watson. So I, I like to feel like a lot of things for them kind of got overshadowed throughout the season. Um, they were kind of just put on the back burner, and it just looked bad for them all overall. So losing as many games as they did didn't help out either. But I, I think he's going to come out this year and be a fighter. I don't think they're going to be successful, but I don't see him just coming out and bowing down kind of as easy as they did the last two games, or excuse me, the last year during those two games. Um, I, 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 I'm curious to know, and I'm curious to see. Again, I, I don't really think there's anybody who truly stands out to me a whole, whole lot because I just can feel the dominance from us. But I just think that he'll have a little chip on his shoulder. He'll come out a little better than what he did last year. Well, I do have someone else who might stand out. I think we need to look out for Brandon Cooks. No matter what team he's been on, he's always able to produce 1,000-yard seasons. Always. In the eight seasons he's been in the league, he's obtained that feat six times. 
So, I mean, I, I think his rookie year he didn't hit it, and maybe another year he didn't. But, I mean, Brandon Cooks, he's he's a good receiver. He's their wide receiver one. His speed and run after the catch ability is outstanding. He's there to stay through their rebuild. I'm surprised they didn't get rid of him, but they they, they he's there. So we need to keep an eye on him come week one. Let's see what Stephon Gilmore can do. Can he shut him down? Maybe. We'll see. Um, that that That's who I'm worried about. Mm, I like that. Brandon Cooks, yeah. He could be uh, – why not have a good test for Gilly Locke, his first first game in a Colts uniform? Why not? Let him go ahead and, mm-hmm. and try to do his thing, and let's see Gilly Locke do what his name says and just shut it down. Well, as you know, you know we swept him over the past two years. Last loss come, coming in 2019. I, I asked what – needs to happen for us to continue to sweep them and, and help us win the division. And so when I think about that, Eric, I mean, kind of just going back to the stats, like I was just saying, since 2019, uh, that's when they beat us in November of 2019, 20-17. to 17. But ever since that game, 26-20, to 27-20, to 20, so two close games in 2020. And then 2021, of course, 31-3, to 31-0. to zero. We've swept them, in our, and over the entire... I don't know entire series we're up 32 to 9. It's pretty been pretty much been a dominant thing for us. The biggest thing that's changed for us obviously this year and it's the first time this is going to be happening since 2012 I believe. There'll be no TY Hilton out there on the field. And we know TY is the the Texans, I mean, that's that's his favorite game. He kryptonite. The kryptonite. kryptonite. That's the word. The yeah, there it is. Yes. He's their kryptonite. And so Will it be interesting to see us go out there this time without him? Yeah, of course. I know last year he didn't do too, too much out there uh, for us against them, but he still had a good game. So I think that we have to continue to sweep. This should be, I know for sure we have game two against them. Number one should be a clean sweep, a repeat of last year. But I just have to keep replaying the fact that we are 0-8 in our first games. So that just scares me a little bit because, like you said, I feel like we can kind of go in there overhyped and this can turn into a dogfight that doesn't need to be a dogfight. We can just put them down early. Now, um, of course, we obviously know we have to win this game if we want to win our division. We have two division games starting off early. First game against them, second one against Jacksonville. I think in our first seven weeks, we have five division games. So that's a lot. Yep. We, we, I mean, we got to be on par Every single week, because if we want any shot of beating the Titans and winning the division, we, we have to go out and beat the Jags both times. We have to go out and beat um, the Texans both times and the Titans. We need to sweep our entire division just to guarantee that spot for us. So why not start off with tomorrow or Sunday? Sorry. Why not start off with Sunday? Yeah, I hope we continue to do it. Like, those first seven weeks, they really matter to us because, look, we could go, what, nine and eight, and as long as we win our division, we are in the playoffs. So the goal here should be to win the AFC South. We should not be shooting for a wild card spot. Mm -hmm. We just need to win our division. We know it's weak. We have won the best strength of schedules as far – well, weakest strength of schedules um, because we play our division (laughs) twice – each team twice, and I think that's our best shot. 
We do need to continue sweeping the Houston Texans. Let's sweep them all. I would love to go 6-0 in our division. It's hard to say, you know, that that will that will actually happen, but I would love to see it. Yeah. And while we're talking about sweeping them, what's your prediction for the final score? Look, I'm going to keep it a buck, 31 to 10. Ooh. We, we, we're keeping it at 31 because we scored 31 in both games last mm-hmm. year. Why not make it a third time in a row? You know, predictions are kind of wonky. You never know what's going to happen. At the end of the day, we win this game. I don't know by how much, but I'm I, I'm going to let them have 10 points, you know. They have one good drive. Maybe uh, Damian Pierce runs it on us, feeling a little fatigued. Uh, Brandon Cooks gets gets a gets a forty yard catch downfield, sets him up for field goal range. You know, just just a little bit of something, maybe in third quarter garbage time. But I do believe we we shut him down. Well, you took the score right out of my mouth. I was going to say thirty one to ten as well. No, you weren't. I no, swear to you, I was. Yes, I was. I had already <laughs> had it locked in thirty one to ten. Oh, I said my. they're going to get a random touchdown. I mean, I you literally took the verbiage out of my mouth. So they're going to get a little quick random touchdown. And a field goal, and we'll win thirty-one to ten. So, yeah, <laughs> you read in my mind. Hey, that you know that means it's, it's bound to happen. And better, can we do a score prediction? What's the odds on that? If it actually Ooh. finishes thirty-one to ten? Yeah, that's a great question. Quick. Boy, I bet it. I bet it has to be good. Shoot, I can. I can definitely find out. But what you know, and and, and speaking of uh, futures, and or I should say predictions and all this stuff, man, what do you predict? How do you, how do you predict in Darius Leonard? What do you think he'll get some? Excuse me, Shaq Leonard. Uh, we thinking he's going to get some PT this week, or what do you think? I would like him to sit. Um, okay. I mean, if he's limited this week, I I don't think this is a game to be worried about. I mm-hmm. think the Jaguars game is going to be a little more worrisome because we don't win in Jacksonville. So I'd love to have Shaquille Leonard out there then, but. Rushing him back is probably not a good way to go. But if if he's if he's ninety to one hundred percent, I would love to see him out there. But again, he was limited this week in practice. Not sure, you know where he's at, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I again love to see him out there. But this is this is one of the games where he could be in hoodie and sweatpants, and I, I'd be happy for sure. And you know, I actually. I've actually watched a couple of um, interviews with him, and one he was just talking about how he kind of, you know, he, he feels great. He's ready to get out there and play. But right, they're not rushing him. I think if anything, he's gonna be in a pitch count, kind of as we talked about before. He's gonna have limited plays because he had actually had limited practice uh, today. He, every yesterday was full full scale practice for him the entire time, but today it was limited. So I don't know whether or not that was more of a precautionary measure they took, you know, ahead of everything or. Maybe he just felt a little tight, a little sore. But needless to say, of course, we want to, we want him to be working on getting game speed ready. Uh, so I think that it would be, I, as we talked about with our history with the Texans, would I be upset if he didn't start? Absolutely not. Would I be upset if he didn't play? Absolutely not. We'd rather him for Jacksonville, but I think he's ready to play. And I think as long as he's ready to play and the doctors and the staff say he's good to go, I think Reich may let him get in there for a couple drives. Hey, I'll be okay with that too. But I want him to be fully healthy. He said he's never been fully healthy since 
since his rookie season, so mm-hmm. it'd be nice to see him fully healthy. But I know he's about that work. I'm excited to see it. It's yeah. going to be a great game. I don't care if we blow him out by 80 points. I, I want to <laughs> see all those 80 points accumulate, and we just absolutely dog them. You know, I've been seeing a lot of – not a lot, but it's a lot to me even if I see one prediction of this. Some analysts have us going to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. I saw that too. I saw one. I think I saw another for the AFC Championship against the Chiefs. I'd mm-hmm. love to see that. So I don't I don't think we're getting slept on. But what we what we can't do is flub these games. Like Texans, we we have to win these games. We mm-hmm. <laughs> The Jags, we have to win that game. Our first real game should be the Chiefs. Well, I would say Jags are that that that's a real game too. So we have to beat the Texans. We have to start one and Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yep. And and I think that the only way we're going to have for sure beat the Texans and continue and start the streak of what we want is to play a full game. You cannot have this thing where we get up by 24, 25 points and we we let off the gas and all of a sudden we're just kind of lollygagging around and we're getting the team a chance to come back because the same thing happened to us in multiple games last year and it bit us each and every game. I would I just really would love to see Frank Wright be aggressive from the start to the very finish. If that means we have to put up 40 points against a team, then it is what it is. There's no hard feelings in the NFL. You know, we're, no team is getting blown out 70 to 0. It's not like how these college games go when they play these small schools. So, Frank, put your foot on the gas and don't let off until that clock says zeros across the board, man. Yeah. I agree, I agree. And just to let you know, Eric, as well, and everybody else to know, I could not find 31 to 30. I'm sure if I would have kept scrolling, I probably would have. But 30, excuse me, 31 to 10. But 30 to 10 plus 7,500. Correct score. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That 100 is <laughs> $7,500. Take the week off from work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to be it for us, everybody. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Colts cast. We release episodes bi-weekly. Go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We will be back next week to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Y'all take care. Take care.